when I was a brand spanking new freshman university student before my eyes were new open doors to that rose-colored campus life. However, the clubs without number all seemed intolerable to me. That's why I decided to take it upon myself to form my own group, going against all propriety. That group's name, the Podcast Circle Abnormal Mapping. There lay my future of our delight, productions that would broadcast the four corners of the earth and entice the ears of the raven-haired maidens I so desperately sought. Surely such a venture would ride the wave of the podcasting trend to great fortunes. Surely it would unlock avenues my mundane life otherwise could never achieve. Surely I was woefully misguided, and soon beyond all hope. Welcome to the Beach House. It's your uncle's Beach House. I'm Jackson. I'm joined by M. Anime. I'm here. I'm going to join the podcasting club. We're going to have a great time. I'm so ready to commit myself to this venture. It'll be great. My life will be perfect. You sound like an idiot beyond all redemption. I am an idiot beyond all redemption. <laughs> that was true before this episode. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. This is the Beach House where we do our like irregularly scheduled anime episodes um this one came about because you watched the time of galaxy and liked it so much that i was like if, if you just put a podcast carrot in front of me i'll actually finish the show and watch it uh and yeah because I, I was i was just watching on my own and then you were like what if we did a podcast i was like sure i'm already done i'm happy to do a podcast about it <laughs> yeah. and it was uh, it was mostly an excuse to make make me like actually watch it and holy shit it's really good spoilers yeah uh, so we're watching uh, the Tommy Galaxy and Nighty's Short Walk On Girl. We'll talk about them separately in separate yes. segments. So the Tommy Galaxy, if you didn't know, uh, <laughs> is a anime based on a novel written by uh, Tomihiko Morimi. Uh, I really wish it was published in English because I really want to read it now. Same. Uh, but it is not. Uh, the anime itself is directed by Masaki Yuasa, uh, written by Makoto Ueda. It aired in 2010, uh, produced by Studio Madhouse. Um, it is 11 episodes long. Jackson, do you want to tell people what this is about? Um, the, uh, hmm, okay. <laughs> the plot is very simple when you get to a summary. Uh, uh, 
the main character is an unnamed uh guy that everyone calls watashi because that's like it's a first person narration uh and that's yes. what that's i um so watashi is a, a college student who has uh come into college with all the hopes and dreams of a high school student who wants his life to be good um and we follow him through the first two years of his college life uh, as everything falls apart and he decides this could have all gone better if I made a different choice. And so each of the 11 episodes, um, well, each of the episodes uh, starts um, follows another path, another potential path through his college life. And that is essentially, that's the whole show. That's the entire plot. Uh as it goes on it continues like it kind of collapses in on itself as we go through these loops and then loops that become subloops of each other uh and then the final two episodes are a watashi who um just chose to do nothing and stay in his 4.5 tatami room the entire time uh and in that he collapses into a parallel universe where he essentially is trapped between all these rooms and realizes they are all parallel versions of him and in so doing um he essentially watches the show and sees himself as outside of himself uh, and realizes that all the things that he was unhappy about were actually the best things to ever happen to him. Um, and, as, you know, that's that's the show. That's the whole show. Very short summary. Um, I didn't even put the plot there that he, he like, the main driving force is that he wants to... Uh, he's got a crush on this girl, um, Akashi. Uh, well, no, he's got a crush on the idea of a yes. raven-haired beauty. It just so happens that it usually manifests as Akashi. <laughs> it sure usually does. Um, and that is the other, like, hook throughout these uh, uh, throughout these different circles. Uh, but the main driving force of the show is just watching all these different realities fill you with different bits of context about all the characters. Um, and it's it does that like really artfully. The way it reveals who these people are to you uh, is incredible. Uh, it's a great show, um, and that's that's basically the summary. I don't know where we want to start for discussion wise because there's uh, a lot and also so little. Yep. Uh, yeah. No. I I love this show. Uh, me and my partner watched it. We had a great time. It's a very funny show. Yes. Um, it's like even and especially when it is being like very sad and pointed about itself. Um, I will probably say it multiple times, but it's really nice to watch an anime that's just like uh, for adults to like look back on and reflect on their lives with. Uh, it's it's good. It's nice. Um, yeah, this is the goofiest show also because uh, you know Ozu's there and I love and, him and Jogas uh, Jogasaki and oh, Jogasaki and Kyori and Higuchi and all of the nonsense friends that we meet. Oh, what a what a great crew what a great cast of characters yes uh, so well i guess we'll just go through characters um the first the main character uh who watashi interacts with in all of these circles is his friend uh quote-unquote friend ozu who he hates so much he's always there he's in all of these circles he's always there seeking his demise plotting for him um and like the uh, cause they are of all wound ruin. together by the black thread of fate <laughs> yes uh and every single time that he meets him he like appears as a demon and he's in all the scenes he's like drawn in this really kind of fucked up way and i'm like i bet he doesn't actually look like that and that's just how this guy is seeing him um like i bet yes, he has like he has dude. like pointed teeth and his eyes are like vertical uh it's very like stylistic like yokai demonic but as as close you get to that by still reading as a person yeah but i'm like looking through this like is this because he's actually like kind of uh like he looks weird or is it literally literally entirely this guy's projection i couldn't tell which way it was going to go um because i so 
uh ozu is essentially his best friend the entire time but he hates him because he like is projecting all his issues onto him the first episode um is all also about... ozu is just a shit starter yeah no <laughs> he's basically randall from clerks because this movie is a yeah, kind of like, clerks yes no because shows... he would he would smoke a lot of weed if this wasn't japan where weed is like the worst <laughs> thing you could ever do to yourself <laughs> so instead he just like terrorizes people for laughs yeah the first episode um is all about them uh, being bitter and lonely, and instead of doing anything about that, they decide to just, like, phone their own kind of, like, a black comedy ruining everyone else's life group, and, like, they set yeah. off fireworks to ruin the college party of all the popular kids, and I'm like, this is all good stuff. This is clearly the best friend you're meant to be with. Uh, and he's like, God, I hate him so much. <laughs> yeah. As he's got this, like, incredible, uh, really nice uh, bomb with this dumbass shit stirrer. Um, Ozu's yeah. great. I love Ozu. The best part of Ozu is, uh, like, Ozu is also a shit star, but he also just has everything that Watashi thinks he wants. Like, yes. he just knows everyone and can get anything done by, uh, like, failing his way through it. Uh, the most Dan Reichert of people. <laughs> uh, yep, that's true. Yeah. Um, God, yeah. Uh, there's, uh, then there's all the older people. Do you want to talk? I just want to get Jogasaki, basically. <laughs> I was just going down the uh, Wikipedia thing, oh, so the we'll get there the in a second. Is, is it Akashi uh, next? Yes, it's Akashi next. Uh, she is like a reserved girl who the protagonist always introduces as he saw her one time shoot down a guy who was hitting on her, and he always cheered her on from the sidelines since that point. Dumbass. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> yes. And he was like, surely if I cheer her on silently to myself for en enough time, she will notice me. Uh, and she does, but not because of that. <laughs> she mostly just looks... She's like the complete opposite of him and just like not in her head in any way. It's weird. He builds her up so much over the course of all these different realities and she's just a random person. <laughs> yeah, she's just like an engineering student. She's like pretty forward with people and will just like sit and talk to anyone. Uh, oh. She's very like calm and collected as everyone else is like a histrionic cartoon. So yeah, it is it's nice not to just... have her as the calm center of this whole mess. It's not just Watashi who's ridiculous. It's, he's the ridiculousness that we sit in the center of, but everyone is on their bullshit at all times. Yep. Um, uh, the only thing about Akashi that's a problem is she seems to join every club, <laughs> but, but doesn't really invest in any of them. No, big college mood. Yep. Uh, yeah. Is it, uh, I'm just going to guess who comes next on the Wikipedia list. Uh, give me a guess. Higushi. Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, God. Where do we start with this guy? <laughs> uh, so Higuchi lounges around in a kimono and has the biggest jaw ever seen in anything. Um, he's introduced in, as he, a god? Yes, he's, he introduces himself as the deity of matrimony. Uh, by episode three, I think we find out that he is an eighth year university student <laughs> <laughs> who lives above Watashi. Uh, the wrong footing of the entire premise of the show that, that first episode puts out there is so funny. Because in yes. retrospect, you re so basically the... the, the Opening, um, every episode begins with, like, a pre-credit sequence that sets, uh, like, up a conflict of that particular reality. And the first episode begins, um, with Higuchi introducing himself as this, like, god of matchmaking, saying that Akashi will either fall for you or Ozu tonight. You've both submitted your wish, and that's, like, it's you versus Ozu in all these realities is what you assume the premise to be. And then it becomes very clear that this is just a prank Ozu is playing on him. <laughs> uh, or it's, uh, Higuchi just, like, also stirring shit because that's his whole deal yeah but the, the shit star is in arms yeah that's true uh but they are not always necessarily like along the same aims 
Uh, that's true. That is true. Uh, in fact, in, in this particular reality, by the time we wrap back around again, we find out that Ozu absolutely is not interested in Akashi at all and is off on an incredibly grand scheme to win yep. over his girlfriend. Who we never meet. <laughs> uh, we do meet her roughly a little bit in one episode. She's the, the daughter, right? Yeah, she's the yeah she's the daughter of the health food guru. She shows thing. up for literally two seconds as um, Watashi's like, oh, I'm going to meet her, the person, the, the object of my desire. And she shows up and says, hey, and then disappears. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's real funny. Uh, yes, uh, but no, he uh, but yes, he, he always has kind of like a sense of uh, like the ethereal about him, uh, even if all of that is just very carefully cultivated because he's just the worst layabout in history. Oh, he's incredible. He has like a little cult in exactly the way like a cult of personality can rise up around like the most slacker people in college. Yeah, no, um, it. He is absolutely this just like weird figure of being so much older than all these other college students that they project uh, knowledge onto him, even though he's done nothing for eight years. <laughs> yeah. All he does is like, like slowly read 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and uh, think about all the things he could be doing if he wasn't in college. And then project that as wisdom to people younger than him. <laughs> yes. Uh one of the things you find out about him is that he is engaged in something called the proxy, 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 proxy war, um, where a un a battle between long lost time rivals over a woman uh, resulted in a battle of pranks back and forth, and each person has selected their successor in this proxy war, uh, and it's just him and the next character on this list. Uh, wait, no, Hinaka's probably next. Yeah. No, it's Jogasaki. Okay, all right. Well, um, anyway, next character on this list uh, are doing just uh, pranks back at each other for no reason as the, like, endless march of conflict. Like, dumb war anime plot, but in the form of a uh, prank war, it's it's good. Um, which brings us to Jogasaki. Yes, Jogasaki, the leader of Film Circle Misogi. Oh. Another eighth-year student. It is, he is the... Uh, like horny boy trope, but then secretly the best character in all of anime. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he runs Film Circle with an iron fist. He is a very bad student, but a very charismatic filmmaker. Even though he's making student productions of like World War Two movies and Alexander the Great and a bunch of nonsense, he would never make on those kind of budgets. Yeah. Um, and he he loves women, but cannot touch them because he is like super like a germaphobe. Uh, yeah, that he's like doing. He's, you start off and you meet him, and he's doing like real creepy shit, like trying to look at everyone's tits through weird, um, like audition processes and stuff. Uh, which leads to like episode two is all about um, Watashi versus Jogasaki, and like a, they're making a cool outpost documentary for him. Yes, because they investigate him and find out that not only did he like get all of this information on girls' boobs, but then turned it in, turned those boobs into like a weird rock climbing wall made of breasts that he climbs for yep. fun. Um, and then he also deep in his like apartment keeps a uh, like a real doll that he loves named Kyori, who he dresses up and treats like a princess. Yes, uh, Jagasaki loves Kyori so much. Yep. <laughs> Yes, yes, he does. Yes, Corey is great. Corey is great. Yes. Uh, so next character is Hanuki, uh, maybe the greatest character. Also the greatest character in all anime. She is the uh, also in the like Jogasaki Higuchi like older people 
Um, yeah, and they're all in the same year. She's she actually graduated. She's though. not. She, yeah, she's not in college. She is a dental hygienist uh, who loves to touch people's gums. Yeah, uh, and lick their faces when she gets drunk, which she does all the time. Which she does all the time, and she's like, "I can't get drunk in front of anyone because I might lick their faces." And then Watashi's <laughs> like, "That sounds reasonable." <laughs> um, uh, she's great. She's just like. Uh, Old and tired and has got on with her life and like progressed to the shitty job phase while her friends are still like in this uh, weird college life that she is both envious of but also like knows that they're slackers. It's good. It's very yes. relatable and real. Uh, the relationship but she's also maybe three. the like also the slackeriest one. Yeah, no, secretly. <laughs> yeah. Because she's uh, kind of two-timing both of them in the laziest way. Yes. Uh, where it's like I, I'm dating both of them but only because I've imagine doing anything else with my time like yep. <laughs> uh it's very good um the way the relationships just kind of settle into this uh ill-defined null space of adulthood is very good um yep. like you said at the start it's very, like most anime is about high like a lot of anime is about high school kids meant to be watched by high school kids or younger uh this mm-hmm. is about college kids meant to be watched by adults very clearly yeah uh, because I, I can't I can't imagine watching it if you're like still going through it. <laughs> yes, or if you like haven't done it yet. Like yeah. you would probably just think a lot of these characters are stupid instead of like the most pointed attacks on your soul that have oh. ever existed. <laughs> yeah, no, this was hard to get through in parts. <laughs> um but mostly just a r- ridiculous time with all these people on their bullshit. Yep. Uh, that, that's all the that's the main the main group. There's yeah. like, a couple of there's like yeah. the guy who runs a secret society. Yeah, there's Johnny. There's Johnny. He's a penis. You know, he's a cowboy. He's a cowboy. They never, it's never like, they never like draw a dick on the screen, but he's just, every time it's about uh, the like representation of uh, Watashi's sexuality, it's just this cowboy going crazy. Yes, just shooting guns ready to get, get in there and get it done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of the characters. You want to talk about the the? I I don't even know how you talk about this show that resets every episode. <laughs> yeah, like we can talk about it in general terms, but you have to have watched it, which you already should have. Yes. Um, but I guess we can just go through go through the circles because even though there's eleven episodes, there's may maybe like eight, uh, at most actual timelines. Well, I, I, like uh the one i want to talk about first is film circle which is one of the best episodes yeah so they mentioned the setup which is the first one which is uh yeah. the circle. most broad yeah but the, the most broad of like the actual thing is yes. he him and ozu like being bitter towards all the people and couples and like making that their like uh devilish identity which is fun and nice uh, and a good way to get in then we cut to film circle right next which is a hard yes. left turn <laughs> Yes, where him and Ozu just make, like, he's like making super arty films and Ozu's helping him, kind of, and nobody likes them because they're weird and strange, including one movie that he makes about a character played by himself who is stuck in an endless series of four and a half sized Tommy rooms because he's just filming in his bedroom. Uh, that it, it is very funny because, I mean, you'll find out later if you watch this show, like, of how that figures into the plot, and also how that is exactly what you as a student film student like with no budget come up with it's the most insufferable arty plots yes <laughs> like yeah no i've wrote a script like that once because you only had your halls to film in <laughs> yes i love that akashi likes them even though she thinks they're terrible she finds it very funny that he keeps making these movies <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is the right response you know you know uh 
Cycling Circle, which is the third episode, introduces the like the like bicycle thieves group, right? Yes, yes, because that's how it begins. Because the um the opening scenes in the show are like a masterclass in how to get you to care about a very quick situation. Uh, yes and the cycling one is like begins with a short monologue of him going i've done it my foot my in these two years i have finally earned my bicycle my perfect frame that can like my wings it is the wings i glide on this professional bicycle to carry me through to the competition i am sure to win he immediately gets off his bike locks it up at like a fence and it is stolen by the bicycle like uh society yes which uh introduces like the idea that these things are going to like fold in on themselves this is like the first time that really happens because not only do we see the thieves in multiple episodes going forward but in this episode as he's training to like get stronger to pilot the bird uh like the bird wing plane he goes to jogasaki and jogasaki's like hey man i'll help you out and they're like best friends for this one episode yep yeah no when jogasaki shows up again and as a different guy i'm like oh good I mean, he's the same guy. I don't mean, like, yes. everyone is very clearly the same character. Uh, and aside from Watashi, who is, like, very, very different in every, um, like, his situation is very different because he's the one resetting. Uh, you, you get the sense throughout these episodes that basically all the realities are true in some way. Um, yeah. All the things they I show mean, are real. Like, even when uh, Watashi goes to all these different universes, he still fucks up in the exact same way every time. Oh, sure. <laughs> so all of but, it is true. But I mean, like... Uh, it's not like the proxy war isn't happening in every universe. That's just a yes. fact of all of them. Even oh, yeah, though you only sure. find out about it in episode six or something. Yep. Uh, uh, also, uh, very funny, in case you haven't watched the show, uh, you said when he's pedaling the bird plane out of context. Yes. <laughs> which is... Look, there's like a glider. It's there's fine. Glider. Don't worry it's about fine. it. It is fine. But yes, he is pedaling the bird plane. Because uh, the, the plot of this one is the most... How you saw it coming from like a mile away? They're all like, "You have the perfect wimpy body to pilot this plane. Do nothing, um, and you, we will like glide across the ocean and win this dumb Red Bull Flyers competition." Uh, and obviously, the first thing he does is go, "I will win this competition and get really buff <laughs> in a week." Yep. Uh, and everyone's mad at him because he didn't listen to a word anyone said. No, couldn't ever do that. Nope. Uh, and then what do we do? let's see the the, the next episode of the proxy proxy war we covered that uh but then we have the softball circle which is just a cult the softball circle is just a cult about like uh it's like royal is it, it's like royal jelly pills right like they're it's like honey stuff. it's honey yeah yeah uh, it's weird health food scam loyalty points to get to the like afterlife yes <laughs> like it, it goes all the way to the top this hilarious health food scam yes because he built like the the leader of this scam built like a giant airship to survive 2012's apocalypse because <laughs> this right, is a thing from 2010 all around 2012 <laughs> yep uh and they're all basically bargaining for tickets on this ridiculous b airship <laughs> yes uh god that's yeah this is the point where like the clubs are almost always, apart from the film one, honestly, very inconsequential to what he actually ends up doing. Like the bicycle one and the film one, they're like, he is filming and he is cycling. But in this, he joins a softball circle, but it's actually about a weird health food scam. Yeah. Um, and then they veer off in a very different direction as there's like a whole cycle of three episodes after this. 
Yes. So the next three episodes, well, the first one starts with the English conversation circle, which is clearly the best club in this whole yes. thing. Uh -huh. <laughs> because it's just it's just people shouting Eng like bad English at each other. And uh, Anuki's really good at it because he because she is just like the most brash person and doesn't care. So she just speaks from her heart. And he's like, this is the secret of speaking English. You just have to talk with your emotions, not with your mind. <laughs> Even though she's just like swearing and being like a brat in English. It's very good. Yeah, he's like, man, it truly re re like frees you of all the politeness and grammar that is baked into the language of Jap Japanese. I will learn English and I will truly connect with all the like the hearts of the fair maidens out there. Well, also, the leader of this club is clearly just the most fucking weeb who went to Japan and never yes! came back. <laughs> He's just out there just yelling like, God, fuck you, shit this. Uh. <laughs> and he's like, this is profound. Yeah, so he goes out drinking with uh, Hanuki and then she's like, takes him home and starts fingering his gums and licking his face. And he's like, this is very weird. Uh, <laughs> and this is the episode where we're introduced to Johnny and he locks himself in the bathroom and suddenly has this like, what do I do? Because he's in the situation where... Uh, Jogasaki has given him, uh, Kyori, his love doll to look after because, uh, someone is after him and he wants to make sure she's safe. And also he's been corresponding with this girl over letters and she wants to meet with him and have this like rendezvous. And he's like, who do I choose? Who do I choose? Uh, and in this one, he said, makes no decision, which I guess is the one where he chooses Hanuki, but that just means that he waits until she passes out and leaves and goes home. Yeah. He just passes out and then... Ozu collects him the next morning. Uh, basically with a message from Hanuki, like, yeah, she was drunk. Don't, just, it's fine. It's just a thing that happened. Yeah, he's like, oh, did she lick your face and touch your gums? He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, this happens. Don't worry about it. Because <laughs> uh, um, she's, like, down to just, like, fuck about because she's drunk and horny uh, and licking yeah. his gums. And he's like, I am not emotionally mature enough for, well, basically existing. So this is a level far too far I don't for me. Think, I don't think I'm emotionally mature enough for someone who wants to touch my gums and lick my face. That's too much. No, thank you. <laughs> too much? Uh, yeah. So he just locks himself in the bathroom while his while Johnny protests. <laughs> yes. And then uh, he faints. And he's like, damn, I should have made another choice. What if I could go back? <laughs> but in these ones, he just goes back to, like, the moment of being in the bathroom, even though he's joined a different club. So, yes. So the, the structure of these episodes is really interesting because he, the way it works is he goes back to this moment. So everything that happens before that moment is always, um, is, is, is present in all three episodes. It's a weird structure. Basically, it always goes back to the start and shows you a different side of what this um, Watashi was doing. So yes. throughout these three episodes, you get a sense of the, like all these three F things are happening at the same time. And it's just the most jam-packed, crazy life that anyone has ever had. Yes, in, in this one, he is the part of the Hero one. Show Society where he just like dresses up as like a part of this costumed hero group. And this one time saved uh, Akashi from being attacked by like some guys who are harassing her as they, they get the like little kids who are watching this hero show to team up against these harasser guys and drive them off. It's very cute. Yeah, it's pretty good. But in this one, he falls in love with Kyori instead and decides he's going to run away with her and steal her from Jogasaki yeah, <laughs> in the middle of a storm. Because, um... Uh, Jagasaki brings Kaori to him and is like, uh, they're after me, you have to look after her, and I know you live in a filth den of uselessness, but I'll pay you, uh, and just make sure she doesn't get wet and make sure she's okay. Um, and as he's doing this, he just realizes, and like, slowly falls in love with this real doll. Um, yep. and 
at the last minute when uh, Joe Sasaki is coming to like claim her, just runs away with her into the like stormy night. Yep. And then Jagasaki finds him and beats him up. <laughs> and he's like, this is fair. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's like, oh, I really shouldn't have taken the real doll. I should have gone and met with the girl I was writing letters to. Uh, so this is this is incredibly funny because essentially it is a, uh, like, tumble down a list of girls he could meet, all of whom are less real, and the middle one is the doll. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so the third one is I'm reading Circle C, where he joins because he just wants to read and chill out. And Ozu lends him Night of Short Walk On Girl, the novel to read, which we'll talk about in a bit. Um, and the previous owner of this book is Keiko. And he's like, I wonder who this girl was. Was she also in love with these characters? Can I also relate to her? Maybe I should write to her. So he uses like the address that she wrote down in the book to write to her and converses about stuff and ends up falling for this idea of this girl. Yep, again. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> Ozu gave him this book. So imagine the situation where after two years of conversing with this woman, as he goes to meet her, she's like, it's time for us to meet. Turns out that it is totally just Ozu setting him up on like a joke, like was waiting for him to show up. But then like double twist, because of course, like um, Akashi, he like got Akashi to write the letters for him uh, as part of the hilarious joke. No, this is who you're going to be. It's going to be the perfect woman to get this guy. It's going to be really funny. But after like three weeks or like a few letters, Ozu was bored because <laughs> yep. he can't actually keep up a like ruse like this for two years. He doesn't really care. He's just fucking about. And then Akashi just keeps up the ruse and I was like, oh no, I had to keep writing letters back to you. Yes. But then she also <laughs> thanks him for helping her with the superhero thing, which means that he also did the superhero thing in this cycle. Well, yeah, no, all three of these cycles are yep. happening at the same time yeah yep. it's really good uh so this whole cycle like like this weird uh mini arc of everything collapsing in on itself um as three cycles happen at once with diverging endings uh and it is incredibly well structured the way the show works like yep. this should f- fall apart there's too much going on in terms of like character bits but it fits together really nicely yep uh, and then he joins the Lucky Cat Chinese restaurant, <laughs> yes, which he, he thinks does. is just like a cool restaurant, but is actually a secret society that has been doing all the like evil shit throughout this show, including stealing the bikes and planes, being the library police. Uh, the There's like an illicit print shop that they find in like episode, uh, some of the earlier episodes. And this has all been under the direction of Aijima, a character who is just the most like evil person on campus, who is working with Ozu supposedly, though they hate each other and it's, actually hate each other. It's really funny because like he joins up this like it's, it's the... Um... It's like the Lucky Cat Secret Society restaurant, and he goes and like, yes. I thought you were just called the Secret Society restaurant. You can't call yourself that if you're actually a secret society. And they're like, yeah, well, you can't leave, so I guess welcome. <laughs> yep. Uh, and the way this this uh, universe folds out is very funny because um, Watashi essentially collapses into being just the perfect evil guy running the corp, like. He first of all he starts out as the library police, but sucks so much yes. that they have to take him off that. Um, then there's like interfaction war between him and Ijima and Ojo and everything, Ozo and everything, and he then like um, ends up as the leader of the bicycle police, stealing the yep. bikes, wearing his ridiculous coat. Uh, yeah, because there's it, a scene that's like episode four or three where he's stealing the plane in she see and uh akashi sees him stealing the plane 
Uh, it's very good. Yeah, except he's the one stealing it this time rather yes. than in it. Yep. Um, yep. It's good. Uh, she punched him in the face for that. Yes. But this also reveals that Oz's whole thing is throughout this entire, like, two years, he has just been trying to, like, run away with his girlfriend, who is the one who is in charge, or the daughter of the person in charge of the softball circle health pill cult. Mm -hmm. And his plan is to steal the giant blimp and fly with her. Uh, to see all the like the the mountains, uh, like there's a there's a festival that uh, basically is happens around the end of all these cycles where all the light like they they burn these like um, letters like these characters on the side of the mountains and you can't see them all from the ground. You have to be in the air to see all of them at the same time. And he's like, I'm going to take her and we're going to witness this and it's going to be romantic and we're going to fly away. And everyone's like, That's Ozu. What? Okay, sure, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Yes. And then he seems very unhappy about how this one goes because it went really badly. This is maybe like the really bad one where he's like, oh, no, this is because this is the one where Higuchi comes to him. He's like, it doesn't matter what you do. It's always going to be bad like this Um, because the problem is not the world, the life you chose. It's that you are the one choosing it and you're a fuck up. Yeah. And this is. Like, because it's also the best one. Like, it's, he essentially gets all the things he professes he wants because he gets, like, money and becomes a weird, like, libertarian nihilist. Yes. <laughs> As he gives a bunch of lectures about, like, I can do anything I want because I have money and that is all that matters in this heartless world. Um, and, yeah, and it all kind of collapses. He gets all the things he wants and is still unhappy. And he's like, well, yeah, it's because you're going to be, aren't you? Uh, and he means this is like a freeing thing of, like, embrace this and be yourself, like, accept who you are and then you can, like, move on. Uh, what actually happens is he internalizes this and decides to do nothing ever, returns back to the start and never leaves his room. Yep. Um, and this is the start of the like actual finale of the show, which is two episodes of him being trapped in an endless Tatami maze. A Tatami galaxy, if you will. Yeah. Uh, where he just... In the first one, it's just him wandering around. Like, in every room, there's, like, uh, fish pancakes and what, the uh, Castella cake that Ozu brings him. Yeah. And he's just going around eating it and going into universes we've already seen where the cake was mysteriously eaten and Watashi was like, who ate this? And it was the Watashi who has wandered through all these universes. He sees himself briefly, but can't communicate because the him in that universe panics and like locks the window. Yeah, there's moments where like a bearded guy shows up in the window or like it's just kind of burst into his apartment uh, and he has to like barricade the walls of like, I'm not seeing that. And you realize, oh shit, that was him the whole time. Uh, yep. there's another thing with like uh, in one of the universes he finds a backpack with all the money he needs to buy the thing to like continue the proxy war um, yes and that's just because uh, the Watashi of this universe has been like he finds like 100 yen in each room and is just collecting it in a backpack but then he just leaves it behind at some point and it yeah. ends up in there like everything connects together in a way that's like oh shit this was all planned and obviously but it I did not expect it to get this literal. I didn't expect him to like become aware of all this stuff in this way. Yeah, uh, it goes, it goes, uh, it goes all the way with it. And then he just basically like, collapses in despair, and we don't get the time rewind that we get every episode. And uh, then the final episode does the thing that all anime should do, where they flip the ending and the opening. <laughs> uh, they sure do. Yeah. Why should all anime do this? It's just cool when they play the songs in different orders. It's like yeah. when the when the main theme plays at the end of the final battle, but like 
doing doing the ending which is very thematically appropriate at the beginning of your last episode is an incredibly good move yeah no yeah um especially when the ending is like the kind of uh sad like it's just kind of sad electronic music um, yes uh and the uh opening is much more upbeat and happy and it works for this episode because he's very he's not doing good at the beginning of it um, no, he's been wandering rooms for like months now. And, <laughs> and essentially total... what he realizes as he goes through this is he sees all the like versions of himself or the like remnants of himself in these rooms. And it's like, man, all these different me's were so happy. They had everything. They had like all these adventures. Look at this one. In this one, he was like having to choose between three women. One of them was a doll and one of them didn't exist. But damn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But the thing that he realizes is that every one of these, uh, uh, Akashi had lost like a charm on her purse and he had found it in every one of these and tied it up on his light. And clearly the person he actually cared about was Akashi in all of this. And he never actually did anything about it. Yep. Um, and he's like, oh, we need to actually do something about it this time. Uh, and he also realizes as he goes through that, like, I don't know, in all of these universes, there's this guy called Ozu who's all up in my shit every time. And the only one looking out for me, clearly he's actually my best friend. <laughs> yep. And by piecing this all together, he realizes that he is on the night where Ozu, like, falls in the river in episode one and supposedly is swept out to die because everyone's like, if he falls, he'll die. Because um, mobs are chasing him because Ozu starts shit. <laughs> yeah, all of the shit that Ozu starts has come home to roost at the, like, in the end of the first, first episode. And it, now it's come back again. Um, and as he realizes this, his, like, will of the things he has realized collapses the like tatami reality uh tatami reality uh and he is suddenly outside again um yeah he like grabs with, with with the like two moths that were in his bedroom of every room rushing out with him <laughs> yes because the, there's two moths and then an entire uh like all the moths just suddenly get loose um and he like sees ozu on the bridge uh about to be like mobbed to death by a bunch of different students yes uh and runs so fast he loses all his clothes and then yeah. jumps fully nude to like save him yep uh and it's the uh, most triumphant thing that's ever happened unfortunately akashi is deathly afraid of moths and literally all of the moths that could ever fit in a reality have spilled out onto her <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny this show's funny but he finds her like in the woods, like traumatized, and he's like, uh, "Sorry about that. Here's your uh, figure." And he's like, why don't, you, "Why don't we go get ramen sometime?" She's like, "This is the nicest thing anyone's ever done for me." <laughs> yep. Um, and so they hook up, start dating, uh, and then there's a really, really nice scene where he goes to meet Ozu and basically starts Ozuing him. As, yes. <laughs> as Ozu, as they're like, "Hey, we, we've learned some things, Ozu. Apparently, you've got a girlfriend you never talk about, and maybe you're just not such a shit stirrer, and you're just a really sweet boy who loves his girlfriend and wants to run away." And Ozu's like, "I don't know where you heard all this, anyway." And then, like, Watashi's face turns into a devil, and is like, "I, I think I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know what's and going then, on here." <laughs> as Ozu squirms, and then it hits yep. the credits. It's great. It's everything you want. Uh, this is a fantastic show. I cannot recommend it enough. Probably like when we started doing this uh, a couple months, like when we when Gundam became more than just Gundam, right? We were yeah. like, oh, anime, right? And we did the, ep Lists. the episode of Voip Life where we named our top ten anime, and I was like, it's really hard for me to name top ten. This is in the top ten. Yeah, right in that. <laughs> yeah, confident, happy to put it in there. This show is great. Mm -hmm. uh, I've seen a couple other Yuasa shows. This is the one I like the most so far. Um, I'm excited to watch Ping Pong because like the Ping Pong's really good. The ending of this one, like, it was really good, but it, whew, it was a lot for me. Uh, 
in a lot of ways, just with a lot of stuff with me in college and everything. Um, which is what I was expecting going in, was why I was nervous to watch it. And then most of the show was fine. And then it just packed in all of its like sensitive stuff into like this, these final two episodes. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and I have a, uh, I was kind of unsatisfied by some of the ending. Uh, I didn't really know how to talk about it, but then I watched Night of Short Walk on Go. And now I feel like I've exactly figured out my dissatisfaction with parts of the ending. What do you want to uh, talk about it before we get into Night of Short? Oh uh, yeah, no, it's all, which is basically that I don't think the Akashi stuff works that well. Um, no, I, I mean, Akashi is, as much as, like, this show is about him, like, idealizing women that he's chasing, Akashi is the most, like, idealized symbol of a character more than a character. Because, like, at the start, he's, like, listing after this idea of Akashi while Ozu's right there, and I'm like, Ozu's right there. Like, he's your friend. Engage with the, like, people who is in front of you in your life. Uh, and that's what the show is about. But then also, he, like, gets... Like, you know, he just hooks up with the person he's been idealizing on this time. And I kind of, it like kind of works because it's basically the theme is just, just ask her out and talk to her. Like, stop being a dick about it. Um, which is true and good advice. But I think that Night of Short Walk On Girl does the, like, uh, budding, weird romance stuff much better than this show uh, does. Whereas this is much more about his, like, college everything. Yes. Um, so I, I that was the part of the ending that was a little... Uh, I a little like I I thought it was weird that he uh got everything in the end, uh mm-hmm. kind of undercut the Ozzy stuff. But I'm like nitpicking in ways that are like, um, it's a fantastic show, right? Like I yeah. loved it. I just could have watched a whole 200 episodes if they had them. Pretty bad idea to make that many, but I really you know, like the show. Not, it would not hold up. But I really wish this was available on Blu-ray in America. It is not, unfortunately. Yeah, I watched so. it on the Blu-ray. Um, yeah, I, d- I have downloaded the versions uh, and I put them in Plex and they cut out the opening and ending what excuse me I, I think this is a symptom I think this is a symptom of how certain anime rips are done and how Plex works oh where the like opening and ending are like a separate files right yeah and then once you because I I didn't have them in and um, there's like a core file that's the episode and then it pulls in the opening and ending from the other files yeah uh so I think that's why that that is that way, and I hate it. I just want them in one file. <laughs> okay, well, it's available. I'm watching through Verve, so it's either on Funimation or Crunchyroll or both. I don't I, know. I think it's also on Crunchyroll here. Um, okay. But I had the Blu-ray, so I only got it recently. It was always like 50 quid. It was always so expensive, but luckily it went down recently, and I, I ordered it, and then I watched it. It's great. Yeah, I'm oh, really I, hoping they release one here in America, because I would really, love to own this. It's got a really nice art book I can finally look through, now that I'm done. Yeah. Um. Also, please, please release the novel. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll look up. I assume there's probably been like a fan translation, but I really the, want professionally translated The Night is Short novel is coming out. It has been picked up, but not the Tatami Galaxy novel. Huh. Okay. That's weird because I know that the Night is Short novel is nowhere near as simple. Like the Tatami Galaxy is a kind of straight adaptation of the novel. The Night uh-huh. is Short. Like a, a lot of the connections that exist in Night is Short aren't in the novel. Okay. Um, Necessarily, it's a... The, they it is more like their sequ- like what that team did next they're a bit more free with it mm-hmm. um as is what i have learned from a bit of googling don't know how like directly true that is okay um but that's all right but yeah no it's a it's a good show you know what they should they should base more things on just books yeah maybe if maybe if there were just more books and less like fucking manga manga or comic books i mean look i'd rather watch thing adapt from a manga than i think adapt from comic book any day i do that's why i watch too much anime but but um, like books check them out it's so this is like so clearly adapted from a book and partially that's because it um 
it like decides to keep a lot of the narration and issues the idea of scenes in a lot of places right like it just yes. has montages set to like first person narration uh like it's a book or you know like it's goodfellas or something is like a cinematic yeah. equivalent um but it'll do the it'll do his narration then it'll cut to like a couple of key scenes but mostly trade you uh like tied you over with the narration and just the most beautiful animation you've ever seen um and the fact that it's like it's so clearly not like from a book because like the characters are so very specifically drawn in a way that you just i feel bad saying like books are better but they tend to be more specific about character stuff when they can internal like get into like in people's internal monologues um yes it's just an advantage of that manga can do like cool action scenes and stuff better which is why you know like it is what it is and why the adaptations are what they are uh but it, it did just make me kind of a bit sad about the like levels of stuff that is accepted in anime and just in everything in general like yes. there's a horny boy trope in this right there's the shitty horny guy who's horny for everyone every all these boobs and He's not not that. He's just well written enough to get away with it. Like it's not like yeah. they avoided it. They were just really good at writing. Yeah, he just seems like a, like it's ex, it's ex, it's exaggerated, but he seems like a person you would know in yeah. a way that like I don't know anyone who acts like Minita. That's not like a way people are. Right. But I know someone who like I, I could see a Jogusa. Like I get it. But like the, I I really liked his what his whole character was about because he's essentially like this uh critique of, this kind of heartfelt critique of masculinity of it starts out being horny and gross which is like the surface level but then he objectifies like women so much that his actual love is a pure object but the way it looks at that isn't with disgust it's like with sweetness and pity is like wondering how you get to be like that as a person in the world yeah. um it was just very well framed and very well done uh and much more empathetic and deep than i expected from just you know he's got a big climbing wall of tits which is where it starts yeah, yeah. uh and it was just incredibly surprising to have all these characters be this well um just this well drawn uh if you've listened to other shows that we've done we are also doing a beach house on evangelion uh recently which uh in a couple of weeks which is a show that purports to be about the same kind of everyone revealing themselves throughout episodes and like diving into their sexual traumas and everything uh this show makes evangelion illegal (laughs) (laughs) maybe you understand why i was a little uh yeah really fucking mad at evangelion when i watched it like this show's bad this show's just bad like because in the face of like what an act like an actual show made by adults um based on a novel like coming up to like someone who read what like a kind of sexist dude who read one psychology book proclaiming the answers about all relationships <laughs> like yep. uh so that was funny um but that's my main that's my main uh specifically to time and character takeaways what are your like before we get into night of short walk on girl what are your uh, uh the thing i like about here? this is it it is about a thing that i always believe is true when i am like the most grumpy about my bullshit that is the situations that you are in in life do not matter people will always just be on their bullshit regardless Mm -hmm. um this is so much about like your people's problems can be external things but also the problems just are are inside the house like so much of watashi's problems are generated by himself and the like weird insistence he has that things have to be the way he sees them and then when they're not he doesn't know how to cope with that um it is a lesson that we should all remind ourselves every day as we just go about being extra all the time (laughs) always on our bullshit yeah and the 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 answer isn't to not be extra it's to understand that what you're doing can be like harmful to yourself and to let it go when possible 
Uh, because it's not like the, all the things that Watashi does, none of them are like necessarily like an evil or seen as like a waste of his time. He sees it that way because they didn't lead to the results he had, but it's because of all those things that he lives in this beautiful, ridiculous situation. Um, yeah. And I really like that as the conclusion where like, just be on your bullshit, but be self-aware about it and let, let the ideas that you aren't true go when you can. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like that a lot. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I didn't, that was this kind of stuff that like, uh, it was hard to get through. I don't know. Um, I don't, I don't really want to get into like my own like college situation. Right. It was, it was a bad time. Um, I mean, no, nobody I know has a good college situation. Oh, for sure. But the the reason this is really hard to get through is one of the like very specific like depression waves I have um, is this weird sense of being very jealous of everyone else's disasters. Uh, I felt like a lot of the stuff that uh, in my college, I would just kind of like when I went to Bournemouth, I just lived in a tiny room and literally didn't see anyone else or do anything else because that was how my year went. Uh, and I was very jealous that everyone else got to have uh, like they complained about these things that were like oh i you know hooked up with this and then this this friend did this and it was all shit, shit show and i i just felt very sad um and like i was missing out on these stories and stuff and considering that's entirely what the last episode of the show was i was not prepared <laughs> to have that like uh, i was just not ready i was not in any way ready it was but also it was, like in then also in that year you were online doing the things we still do like you had people around you oh yeah no, i mean so that's the thing i've been it started it wasn't just like it made me depressed it started me going down a whole existential crisis right of going what is the thing that i want like i don't know <laughs> what is the thing that i'm actually looking because i have uh there was a time pro when i was in college that i would have been much more like if i have x everything will be fine right uh mm -hmm. and now i have no idea which i guess is you know which is borne out by all these adults in the show who like one <laughs> sounds like someone who's out of college <laughs> yeah no like <laughs> uh so in that sense like it just got very real in a big way that was a uh, like i felt exhausted when the show ended uh in a way that i was not um just not expecting considering the start a start of the show it hit on mm. a lot of themes that were very um which is very tough uh but the fact that i don't know anime doesn't usually make me feel like that when i get grumpy about this stuff it's usually because oh these people are happy i'm not i'm sad about that it's like the deepest it'll go the idea of something actually like communicating with this kind of stuff is very rare um oh uh, that's fair so it was um i don't know it was just very cool to see a show to be about that stuff i'm I'll, i'm excited to like rewatch it again at some point in my life like maybe we'll, how will this change when i'm five years older right uh, it will all be very funnier and you'll look at these kids and be like, man, they all do not understand how much they are fucking their lives up for nothing. I, I mean, I, I was like that. <laughs> yes, I know. But this show is much less painful and much funnier when you are in your 30s and not in your 20s. <laughs> uh, I hope so. God, I hope so. Um, um, but it's good. So we should move on to the uh, movie yes. where we revisit some of these themes, but none of it matters. <laughs> yes. i 
So the movie we are talking about is Night is Short, A Walk on Girl, uh, again from a novel uh directed by or written by tomihiko morimi uh directed by masaki yuasa um screenplay by makoto Ida. just basically the same people here um but we uh this is a film uh released in 2017 uh it is 90 minutes which means we have like four times the amount of information or stuff here <laughs> and boy it feels like a journey uh, do you want to talk a bit about what Night is Short, Walk on Girl is? Yeah, I think about, uh, it's maybe only 90 minutes long. I think at about the 70 minute mark, I tweeted movies are so long. Yes. <laughs> I can't, how is any movie longer than this? I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know. So the plot of this one, uh, let me get a Wikipedia page real quick because uh, everyone has, it's got a very similar thing where um, people are referred to by like what they are referred to in the novel rather than giving them direct names yes um the girl with black hair is what you want here the girl with black hair yes that's um yes the girl with black hair uh, my, my subtitles did not have that so i saw that on the internet i was like what when was she called that uh um, my sub subtitles also i don't think had that but okay um so uh the main characters in this are the girl with black hair and yes. uh a guy that's called um well, <laughs> this wikipedia has it a senior uh, she senpai. calls him senpai i'm gonna call i'm gonna say senpai i think we can get that translation yes <laughs> who is very clearly watashi but with a different voice actor which is yes. very disconcerting so the, the, so the opening of this movie it starts out with, uh, okay i'll do the plot we'll get into that in a second yes uh so the plot of the movie um these two uh are on a on a night uh they start out uh at like a wedding reception uh, specifically the girl so it starts with like watashi or senpai narrating and he's like i fell in love with this girl she's the most beautiful raven-haired maiden i've ever seen i decided to do this plan where i'm just going to stand around her and meet her at various locations for the next three years and maybe she'll notice that i'm there and think that this is not coincidence but fate and we must be together and then she's at like a wedding and is like what if i just go fucking drinking i love drinking it's more it's the thing <laughs> it's i the love other, more than anything it's the other way around it starts out with her being like man I'm drinking and then it like there's a shot of it zooming out to him and then it comes to his perspective as he's like this is my mission and she doesn't know he exists because she doesn't know anyone exists because she's the goku of drinking and being an anime protagonist yes um, she is a carefree and only here to just drink the world up she says in the film if the ocean was rum i would drink it all up and i believe I was, her i was like is this gonna be like a film about alcoholism because she is like actually getting fucked up no it just is the theme she's no, just really good at she actually never gets fucked up she is the most like rock solid would drink anyone under the table person who's ever existed yeah so um this they start out at the same party uh she kind of just like wanders off into the night uh her night takes her like to a club where there's a like, guy kind of creeping on her but also being weirdly philosophical and she's like thanks uh thanks for the like philosophy punches him in the face and leaves uh, as she meets Higuchi and Haneke who are hanging out there as well uh goes to like another party uh with like well, Higuchi old and Haneke are like Higuchi and Haneke are like oh don't tr don't trust strangers in bars little girl that includes us and then she's like that's fine I'll hang with you guys you seem cool and you know what they do seem cool <laughs> yeah, well he's just a weird like very uh uh, stereotyped anime kind of the, like the stubble and everything anime old creep yes. um yes. and uh, higuchi's the guy with the biggest chin to ever exist <laughs> and haneke's too cool yeah uh, i mean they seem like people you would like run across in a bar and just be like oh these are my new friends for the next two hours as we talk yeah so they basically just go on a uh 
I'll separate it slightly into acts, like because there's, there's very clear. There's a couple break points. Uh, her first, the first act for her is meeting Higuchi, going to other parties with these old people, uh, and participating in a drinking game with the uh, this lone shark called Rahaku, uh, who's like trying to. Um, He's trying to collect debts on Toto, who has a bunch of erotic art that he's going to take from him. Toto is the guy who's creeping on her in the Yes. Uh, there's, a, ooh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of... It's like a single episode of Tommy Galaxy, but in but also an entire series, so the amount of interconnection is much harder to get across. Um, yes. Uh, Rihaku is like a loan shark, but also he rides a three-story train, like drives into this area like it is like from legend. Uh, everything about Rihaku, and uh, Jackson hasn't seen this, but it, like they go into the, the giant train and it, they walk down the stairs. It, like there's a garden on top and they walk down the stairs and there's a bathhouse on the second level. It just seems like the giant bathhouse of Spirited Away. Like it just comes out of like the ether of like another world and exists in this moment during this night that lasts forever it's very good i can't believe i haven't seen spirited away that should be illegal i should fix that yeah you should fix it you could fix it tonight <laughs> i might you know what you know what i might you know um so so yeah so that she she challenges into a drinking cost test uh and because she's her she wins his debts are cleared uh and they're all like this is all hooray we are done and that's kind of the first act for her first act for him is that he is basically following her um but then while he is following her, he uh, is like a bunch of mob, like Yaksa guys put a bag over his head. And then when he wakes up, he's just, his pants have been stolen. So he's naked. Yeah, because there's a group going around stealing pants. Because of course there is. Yeah. Um, so he's naked in the street, desperately trying to get some pants. Uh, like, and Toto convinces him to come drink with him now that he's been punched in the face. Uh, and holds this guy's pants hostage as he drinks and complains about his entire existence. Um, this culminates in... Uh, he does not get pants at any point, though he does see them on the train. Uh, yes. Like on a flag. Tries to get them. Uh, ends up falling off. And at the end of the act lands naked in front of uh the girl with the black hair who immediately punched him in the face and he lands in the river so the meeting is not going to happen now this guy has to get owned a little more first yes then she's like stating on the shore as people are like just like having couples time together and uh higuchi and hanuki are just like relaxing and chilling out between sessions of drinking uh because they are mere mortals unlike her uh and she gets in her head, oh, you know what? I remember a book from my childhood I loved uh, called Ratatatam about a train. And then she, like, makes a train noise and, like, choo-choos away looking for it. Because Higuchi's like, oh, there's a used book. There's an evening used book fair, which, for the record, sounds like the greatest thing on earth. Why doesn't this exist and why aren't I there right now? Uh, <laughs> well, because it's the but- middle of the day. <laughs> and so she, she trains off and um, how does... Oh, right. I remember. And then um, uh, Senpai wakes up and he is in the like secret society Lucky Cat Chinese restaurant place. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, this used to be used by the library fascists. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Uh, And the director, who is still the director, is here being like, oh, I have information on all the student body, including this girl with the black hair you were after. Uh, and I am you know, I know for a fact that she is looking for a book. That book is located at the evening used book fair. It's the exact copy that she had when she was young. If you get it, obviously you'll win your heart, win her heart. So that's the next act. Is everyone rushing over there? 
Uh, yep. She just kind of goes looking for the um, goes like carefree looking for the book. He is chasing after her. And is like, ah, oh, it's I'm gonna be fine. I'm gonna get it. Everything's fine. My pants are fine. I've got pants again. Nothing can go wrong. Immediately, uh, a tiny little devil child runs into him, voiced by Ozu, uh, and just uh, puts some ice cream right on his uh, crotch. Yep. Uh, and he's like, God damn it. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, he just gets into some like shenanigans with this kid for a while. Yes. Uh, which leads to him like almost getting attacked by a mob until Toto comes and saves him. And he's like, look, I got your back. I need you to do me a favor. I need you to go to this secret rare book like auction that I'm not allowed into because I messed up last time and get me the rarest form of pornography. And he's like, yeah, I'll do that, I guess. And when he goes there, he realizes that the book he's looking for is in there. Yep. He sure but does. to get it, he has to eat the spiciest hot pot ever in a contest with Higuchi and him and some other people. And whoever can survive the hot pot the most uh, will survive. While this is being run by Rihaku, who is like lording above them, just eating like melons, like the coolest, most refreshing foods. Yeah, this is this is incredibly extra, especially in terms of like um, just visuals. Like this hot pot is massive. Yes. <laughs> like it's all of these films like all of the, like the show as well but this film because it's a film can get really into just going all the way out there with its imagery yes uh, <laughs> so they're all in front of this massive hot, uh, hot pot and then obviously uh, everyone takes a bite and is just like dead immediately uh, except Higuchi who's fine <laughs> yes Higuchi stone faced and oh, oh but uh, not what uh, Senpai who's just like sweating buckets everyone has like swollen lips from eating the hot pot and he's like, if you don't want the hot pot, we have like pot stickers too. And they're just like radiating red heat, uh, just glowing red. Uh, meanwhile, the girl with the black hair is hanging out with this Ozu child and he's and who has been ripping the price off of books. And she's like, why are you doing this? He's like, I am the god of the used bookstore. Books want to be free. The flow of used books is the flow of life. And I need your help because we're going to go crash the party where the guy is keeping used books locked up and we're going to free them all. And she's like, yeah, sure. I'm down for whatever. Uh, and they <laughs> go and do that. And what that involves is him, like them, like tearing down the circus tent where this hot pot competition is going. And as it's torn apart, it like turns into birds that fly away as uh, Senpai wins and gets the book he wants. Yeah. Uh, so he's, he's like, his hands are on the book. Everything's fine. And then uh, the God of used books, like I'm the God of used books. These books will fly free and you cannot have them collecting is bad. We must like ensure the free flow of books and information and you're ruining everything, uh, you know, and obviously all these books just fly away and everyone is all like, no, the book I wanted. Yes, they, they scatter like <laughs> Dragon Balls. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, birds, because they're literally making bird noises. But I guess yes, you but... could say like Dragon Balls. <laughs> yes, the way in which they gather up and then scatter, like, across the sky is straight. Like, it is literally the Dragon Ball animation, but for hundreds of books. <laughs> okay. Uh, but... Um, obviously Senpai just refuses to let go which means he is sent crashing across the city as this book flies to its like new random destination yes his uh, head's just like dragging in the dirt as this book is propelling him along and uh, the contact will not be made this act <laughs> no. uh, as we take uh, as we like uh, head to the new um, setting uh, which is a school festival also at night <laughs> Yes, uh, everyone is remarking on the fact that this night has now gone on a long time now. <laughs> and also, people are starting to get sick. 
Yep. Like we see, like uh, we see, I think it's Hanukkah we see first, who is yes. just like sniffly and sick and uh, slowly everyone else starts to catch this cold. Uh, and the way this, uh, the way this all uh, begins, this festival is the uh, Hanukkah, um, Higuchi and everyone are kind of sitting around and they get forcibly evicted uh, yes. as these guys going, hey ho, hey ho, hey ho, set up a huge stage uh, and like scene 47 of a play is performed. Yes. Uh. Uh, <laughs> and then this drives everyone to the school festival, uh, which is happening seemingly everywhere around town as we just enter the school festival phase of the night yes. uh, and we find the, so the guerrilla theater production is being uh it is like a story of this character that's hanging out with higuchi uh and hanuki who is called dawn underwear and he is just he is uh he has this thing where he's like once upon a time i saw this girl and we were sitting together and a bunch of apples fell and they hit us both on the head. And I knew it was true love and I need to find this girl. So we're putting on this play that is the story of this and she'll see it and fall for me. And this play is like the apple maiden, like looking for, uh, like fictionally, like looking for Don Higuchi as like a prince now or whatever. And is this ridiculous musical numbers every time it's just the greatest thing in the world i cannot begin to describe how delighted i was that musical theater showed up in the middle of an already nonsensical journey <laughs> so the musical theater begins everything is crazy uh everything is bouncing back and forth uh and we get the first musical theater scene which is ridiculous but there's there's like three more at least yes um as everything bounces back and forth uh, eventually the girl with the black hair is like, because the, um, uh, the director of the secret society is like, we must crack down on this illegal theater be behavior. They keep arresting the, um, like the leading actress, uh, but yes. they keep finding more and eventually they just like go, you, you do it now. And she's like, yeah, whatever. I'm down for anything. Cause that's her motto at this point. Yes. Um, <laughs> so she's now the new Apple girl, uh, trying to do this, um, they are heading towards the last scene and they, uh, the secret society figure out the like weird system that they are using to plan and write the script and like get it yes, all set up which, before they can be evaded. Which, so to explain what's going on, uh, Higuchi, <laughs> Don Underpants and Hanaki are running like a weird, like uh kotatsu stand where they'll just give you food. But because Hanaki's sick, she's making everyone sick. This is never like spelled out specifically, but she's the one who's spreading this disease to everyone. Yes. Um and then Don Underwear is like writing the script as they're going and then they leave like a Dharma there to note where the stage should be set. So they get chased off by the the Secret Society police. And then since there's no cops because they just ran away chasing after this hot pot, uh the theater sets up at robbing like unpopular stands including the one senpai's running where he's trying to sell the book, but he won't let anyone look at it other than the black haired girl who never shows up to the stand. Uh, yeah. But they throw up these stages, uh, run the production and then run away before the cops can come back and find them. Uh, but the, now that the secret society has realized this is the scheme they're playing. So they all head to the, the secret society head out to get the, um, uh, to like stop them before the final scene, which is the love scene. Uh, at which point, Senpai is like, "Wait, that means that uh, the black girl is gonna kiss Don Underpants. This cannot like stay. Betrays the other guy. Like betrays the leader of the secret society. Takes his pants away. Burns them. Runs, yes. <laughs> uh, runs to like the top of a tower um, where he is scheduled. Like where this is scheduled to happen. Um, 
and then is tragically finds out that uh, the scene has already began across the way and watches the scene play out as the song starts and Don Underpants is singing and she's singing, but he will not be dissuaded because then he gets on like a zip line. <laughs> well, what also happens is the leader of the secret society takes the place of the Apple girl uh, by reveal, like he, he doesn't have pants, but he had another costume, which is the original Apple princess that he was dressed up as because sometimes he just likes to dress like a pretty lady and live his life. Uh, that happens. That's less later. Is it? I know this all is happening at the same time. So happening, I guess it's happening at the same time. Basically, cause, yes, because he's There's a he, lot. <laughs> he's changing, and the the order of things on the stage is that uh, well, uh, there's the song reaches its climax, and all of the fireworks go off as he is ziplining in. So he yes, has to right. zipline through a bunch of flames. Yes, uh, does so. Uh, kicks Don Underpants off the stage, <laughs> which yes. is like three stories tall. Yes. <laughs> He falls down. Uh, then him and the girl with the black hair have their own song. But then yep. Don Underpants shows up again, has his song. But well, he then... drops the he drops the trap door and drops uh, Senpai down, and then does a song about how weird that the play was interrupted because this is just Final Fantasy VII now. <laughs> it just collapses in on itself on seven different levels. Uh, then she is like uh, removed from the play as the um, uh, leader of this. See, secret society stuff is like it was me all along, Austin, um, and and then he's like, oh no, how could I have like this? This person wasn't real um, and everything. And at that point, it then cuts to the like redhead girl who'd been running the the like logistics of the play, and is like, I love you, underpants man. Why won't you look at me? And then it cuts back. And all of these are like separate songs. It, this sequence goes on for like ten minutes. It's incredible. Yes, uh, and the crowd is just eating this up. They are in love with all of this that is happening, <laughs> except the bit where um, senpai shows up and they just start yelling, "What's this crap? Go away!" Yes. <laughs> Which is incredibly funny. But then they're just like yelling at Underpants guy like, no, look, it's true love. It's happened. And then he's like, no, I must be true to the apple, even if you are a man or whatever. I don't care about that. My heart beats true. And then they're about to kiss. But then the trapdoor activates again because Senpai can't bear to watch this nonsense. Yes. Uh, and he activates the trapdoor. And then a, like the fishes that were like in a nearby pond that's like bit getting what is the actual i forget what the specific deal with why the fishes are so we did not touch on this because i forgot about it because there's seven thousand things that happen in this movie (laughs) but toto who's the pornography purveyor was ruined because his koi farm had been swept up by a tornado several days before which is why he owes rihaku a bunch of money and now this tornado is depositing all these fish on this festival and both uh don underpants and the lady who's the director get hit in the head with fish and apparently don underpants only needs a concussion to fall in love with someone because now he's decided that no actually this is the girl for him yeah because i'm like wait how's this gonna go what's gonna happen here this could go in like many ways some of them really bad um but then they fish up and they fix everything and everyone's like hooray true love wins the end and then everyone's like damn this night's gone on forever yeah uh, but now everyone is sick. <laughs> yes, because everyone's been out on this endless night with them, um, everyone giving each other a cold. Uh, and so now the streets are deserted and the girl with the black hair is like, damn, these streets are deserted. Why? Like, have you all been like partied out? What's going on? I don't understand anything. <laughs> yeah. And so she, as the only person who is not sick, visits everyone who has been in this story so far, like in reverse order, basically. Yeah. Uh, as she's like, goes and she makes uh, like, like, 
egg soup for them and nurse them back to health and here's all their stories and like how everyone's like falling as they fall out of the plot and like oh our lives are moving on now and uh she ends up finally meeting with uh rihaku who is like the cause of the disease like wheezing in his mystical bed Mm -hmm. and he she helps him with all of the what is it it's like the like all the medicine she's been given by everybody right because everyone just gives her stuff um and heals him and then he like turns young and the clocks roll backward like they did in the show and, and i was like wait are we about to, what, hang on is this about to what are you about to do but it doesn't actually do anything but i yes. at this point i would have like been accepted this movie doing anything yes but no in fact there is one more person who has suffered more than rihaku and it is senpai who is in his apartment like dying from this disease as his body is like in full revolt as the various versions of himself are at war with the various johnnies of himself and we get this ridiculous like like united nations of all of the senpais arguing as the doors are being battered down by an army of johnnies so the way this this kind of um the way this builds is he's like he's like senpai blah 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 and there's a great scene where he's like you uh don't pay attention to anything do you um (laughs) to uh to the guy with the black hair as yes uh as she realizes that oh wait i guess i do like i guess i do like this guy he's i've seen him lots of times yes. <laughs> and then there's this incredibly funny scene where she's like oh when i think of him i just want to like go home and like grab my pillow and have a cuddle and then like hard cuts to him clearly jerking off under his covers yes <laughs> which is just the like incredible the two genders like moment Yes. Um, but then he stops that because he can't even like go through with that because the various versions of himself and various Johnnies within himself are like there's infinite of these things. This is where the animation budget of a movie really comes into play. As you have yes. this, you know, that giant uh, United Nations you talked about, which is like next to a giant uh, pit of unruly Johnnies who have like a massive like bar that they're trying to bash in the door and everything. Yes. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, she's going to meet him and she's like, oh, he's the last sick person and I'll bring all the goods that I have. And as she does that, it like dissolves into like surrealistic nonsense as she like approaches a giant tornado that inside is like a hundred story Johnny that's like tearing apart the world in this weird like fevered sickness and trying to bar the doors from letting her in to help. Uh, it's very good. This is like just pure expensive ass movie animation happening. Yep. It's, oh, it's ridiculous. Yep. Uh, and she succeeds and heals him or whatever. It cuts the next morning where he like wakes up in bed and she's just next to him, like pouring him some tea. And she's like, you were, you weren't very lucid last night. So I let myself in. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cause it, it, this ends with him. Like the various versions he's like completely paralyzed in the various versions of himself like go you must do the right thing you must like tell just say something dude uh yep. and then he like jumps off the edge and catches her before she falls like he basically saves her from in the, if we were to analyze this as a metaphor that has fallen apart so much that it's like he basically jumps down and saves her from his own like the virtual representations of his dick yes. <laughs> which uh is wild and then he just comes to and it's like what the hell and she's like hey what's up i'm here yeah you're dreaming and thinking too hard about everything calm down yep uh and then he shows her the book and she is amazed that he has such a book how could he ever have had the exact book she had as a child uh and he is like um hey do you want to go to do you want to go book shopping tomorrow that'd be nice <laughs> well there's a moment where it looks like he's about to like 
say, oh, it was nothing and totally fuck it up. And then he stops himself and is like, wait, let's go get coffee. And she's like, yeah, that'd be great. Yep. Um, uh, and they get coffee and they go to use bookstore together and it's great. And yep. that's it. Yeah. The end of the movie is them going, being nervous about a date and then going, wait, I guess we do have something in common, something to talk about. I need to know what the fuck was happening to them on this night. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very sweet and good. And like, oh, it was a great ending. It was very good. Yep. Um, um, and that's it. The, done. This is a, an exhausting film to recap. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, no, we were gonna do. We ended up talking about it as we went because of how much there is. Uh, only uh, ninety-two minutes long. Yeah, it just goes. It goes forever. It goes at a hundred percent. Oh, it does not stop. Uh, this is a great movie centering this around like the girl with dark hair instead of like senpai is such a better move she's such a good character yeah the thing that i like the the way um the thing that was better than the total time galaxy in terms of like the romance stuff is one you have them they're both actual characters yes uh even though she is an idea to him you at least like he's only half the movie and i feel like the movie mostly focuses on her because you already know the stuff with this like senpai uh, anime protagonist guy that they have um like that he's so stuck that you understand him at all times uh so they can just spend more time with the girl's adventures yes and she like she decides becomes a like becomes a drinking master of this like insane dance that was invented years ago uh in the arguing club by all these old guys oh my god the reddit club (laughs) we've the reddit club is maybe the funniest thing that's ever happened (laughs) Because obviously they go into the rhetoric club and he's like, and she goes, what's the rhetoric club? And Higuchi goes, I'm just arguing about something for no reason. And immediately a guy comes up to him and is like, no, it's fucking not. <laughs> rhetoric is very important. You must understand the underpinnings. This is how we explore ideas. <laughs> and then Higuchi basically looks the camera at this point. <laughs> Which, like, they as they show the tableau of what the uh, rhetoric club is, like, the big argument dominating everyone is rice or bread, which is a great through line for us specifically. <laughs> what our last episode was i mean you, rice is the meal <laughs> <laughs> and, but they're they're specifically on the point of whether rice cakes count as rice or bread <laughs> <laughs> that is such this, this is the like um is hot dog a sandwich this is yes. literally just that for japan <laughs> yes perfect Mwah. oh it's so good this is a hilarious movie <laughs> oh it's fantastic i love it a lot yep uh, it's great. It's the perfect, like, splash of cold water to, like, all of the weird, like, self-focus that's Tatami Galaxy. Yes. Like, it's so much about being in your own head, and this is just, like, the best part of the girl with black hair is that she is just living her life and isn't too bothered by anything and just having one good night, and it's great that she can just have that, and Senpai just spirals into madness in the same night. <laughs> it's really funny. You know. Um, I was really surprised at how the um, movie went uh, with her. Uh, I did not expect the film to get into like um the part where uh the guy who's the what's his name? What's the 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 uh the guy, Rihaki, uh like actually gave her a talking to about like this isn't the best way to live. You're not paying yeah. attention to anything. Um because so much anime like this is a very trope, like stock trope character in anime, like it's literally just um 
Hanukkah in Love Live. And there's always the character who isn't really paying attention, but through the purity of heart pulls everyone along. Um, well, yeah, and like when they go and like go to the six-year-old's birthday party, all this, all of those old people are like super impressed with her being so carefree and like young and has all of the like vibrancy of someone in their 20s. Uh, but like that's also its own like weird trap, right? And so Rihaku's like, no, this is also bad. Yeah, so I, I like the... Can, it still had the timing anchor thing of uh, basically the kind of very similar arc about uh, adolescent, uh, post-adolescent like man uh, in a similar situation. But by having this other arc, it could like also talk about the trap of like you don't want to be completely carefree. You still want to like care about connecting to other people in a more permanent way. Um, yes. So you know the uh, the fucking uh, squall and laguna of college here. well that's problematic because they end up together so let's not think about that too hard jackson sure but they are thematically very similar in terms of what their whole deals are yep uh for sure god (laughs) you weren't ready for that no When, it, when I think about someone who is carefree and not thinking about everything and someone who is entirely trapped in their own mind going on concurrent adventures and need to be brought together, I think about Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I'm very glad I watched all of this. This was a great decision. Yeah. Fantastic. I love it. And especially coming out of the time of guys, it kind of like, I loved it, but it was very intense and got me like, into a whole thing this movie being the exact thing i needed after that was very funny <laughs> yes it's just it's just an overload of nonsense and like a really like well-structured thought out way like it's madcap without like rumbling off the rails and just being nonsense all the time yep uh one of my uh no i'll talk i won't that was a movie i was gonna spoil for you uh but I won't. yeah don't do that so i don't know i'll do that another time okay um, <laughs> But yeah, no, this was great. I don't know how how much more do we have to say here? Because uh, nothing. We're, nothing. We're going on so long, Jackson. This so is long. such a long episode. We had to recap an entire movie. <laughs> that movie was full. Of, that that movie it has more stuff going on in it than the entire series of the Tatami Galaxy. <laughs> it sure does. Uh, but way less instances of someone talking about Ravenhead maidens. Only like three. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's, that's it. it. That's all we've got. Uh, you know, if you want to listen to us talk about anime every week, we do Gundam. You can find that at patreon.com slash normalmapping, where you're listening to this probably because this doesn't have its own feed yet. We should maybe think about that. I've also um, been thinking about that, so I'll do that. <laughs> um, uh, for $1, you we do Gundam once a week. Uh, it's great. We do two episodes of Gundam. Right now we're watching Armored Trooper Bottoms. We do three episodes of that. That's great, too. Uh, it's like this, but way more structured. So, you know, we're not just spir- spiraling off the rails because I, I write summaries. It's good. Yeah. Uh, um, and, you know, go to abnormalmapping.com if you don't know what we do past that because we have so many goddamn podcasts. Jackson, where can people find you on the internet? People can find me at HeadfulsOff on Twitter. That is where you can find me. You can find yeah, you can f- like what, we do other shows. Uh, I already said the pod. The I know you already. We, we, the program's all out of order. <laughs> yeah, you can find me on Twitter at em underscore being, where I'm happy to talk about anime with anybody. So. Uh, the one thing I want to say uh, to people listening yes. to the Beach House is that you have about a week or so to send in your emails for our Evangelion episode. Um, 
I assume we'll have a few of them because every time even Galen comes in the Discord, there's some arguments about it. Uh, and once this episode is done, we are shutting the door on even Galen takes for everyone. Gundam only at this point forward, no more. I, I mean, uh, that's not true because we're going to do an episode about the rebuild movie. Yes, but you but... can't talk. But okay, but <laughs> then we're shutting the door for good. <laughs> so oh, technically, Evan Galen to... 1.0 plus 3.0 is going to come out. Oh. And the cavern of goof will open once again. But it won't. It will be coming. It will be in the process of coming out for like two years because of how anime yes. movie distribution works. Yes. Uh, anyway, so send in your emails about that to podcast at anormapping.com. We'll read them out on the podcast. And we are on the first episode. Just we're just covering the show and end of even So If you have any takes, feelings, questions, literally any any comments to add, email them in. We'll put them in the show because this is your one yeah chance. save us for ourselves because we've had the same argument for years about evangelion <laughs> and we're gonna put it on tape for you all and then Wait. we can be free <laughs> yes then we can end it all you know podcast instrumentality project oh thank god <laughs> that's all i want <laughs> yeah it's tumbling down tumbling down goodbye everyone thank you for listening